baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Um, one hour from now, live in studio, uh, Assemblyman, New York State Assemblyman Ray Walter will join me. Uh, we'll be talking about the end of session and a lot of uh, uh, different stuff going on in the other house, uh, in the state Senate. But anyway, that's an hour from now. Ray Walter live in studio. Dave McKinley from Channel 2 will be joining me in about 25 minutes. Uh, and he will, uh, stay on to help me question Ray Walter. I wanted to open up the show, however, by talking about a few things that, uh, happened this week. Invite your comments. If you have, uh, have thoughts on the issue, uh, call me at 8030930. Has to do with, uh, some of the stuff that we, uh, we had in the TV world this past week. Of course, we had the Roseanne Barr thing breaking, I think it was on Monday, that whole tweet thing started. And then later in the week, probably Thursday after her Wednesday night show, Samantha B said some, uh, stuff she, uh, she later apologized for. Uh, and a lot of people have been talking about that. I wanted to talk about it. Let me, uh, uh, and I wanted to talk about that with some common people. Uh, so I've invited into my, uh, studio, I, I know of no more common people than my good friends Bob and Sue Gregg. Uh, they're some of my longest, uh, uh friends in, uh, in the, uh, since we moved to the city of Tonawanda. Debbie and I moved to the city of Tonawanda 29 years ago and, we uh, soon met Bob and Susan Gregg, and we've been unable to shake them since. Sue, by the way, uh, full disclosure, uh, works for me in the county legislature. She is my legislative aide. She, as I tell everyone, does all of the work that I take all of the credit for. Bob Gregg is an award-winning artist, and I welcome him to the program. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Kevin. And, you. you know, I, I, I wanted to unload some stuff today. And, again, and, and eventually I'll bring in another common person, maybe uh, producer Joe. He's trying – Joe Beamer's trying to get his own uh, show – so, uh, so we may be bringing him in. Anyway, um, let me, let me tell you what I, how, how I see this. I mean, you had Roseanne Barr, uh, comparing, um, Valerie Jarrett, an African American woman, top advisor to President Obama, uh, you know, made a Planet of the Apes reference to her. Samantha B, uh, in a tweet and lost her show, uh, on, uh, on ABC. Uh, you know, really quickly. It all happened. The thing broke, and within a few hours, she was without a show. Then you had uh, Samantha B on Wednesday night uh, use the C word, uh, making a reference to the first daughter, Ivanka Trump. Um, and she apologized the following day, and things seemed to be okay. Full disclosure, full disclosure, I was really worried that Samantha B would lose her show. Not because I love the show so much, but because my son Jeremy is the associate director on the show. Here's, here's my take on the thing. Um, and again, we would invite your calls and I'm going to ask Bob and Susan for their take and maybe we'll bring in Joe on this. Um, you know what Roseanne Barr said, the content was far, far, far worse than what Samantha B said. There's no question in my mind. That was just 
racist. Um, and, uh, you know, what Samantha B said was, uh, was she went over a line. She went far over a line. Shouldn't have said it. Um, but it, it wasn't as bad as what Roseanne did. I mean, it was an insult. Samantha B made an insult directed at one person. Um, it was crude. It was coarse. She shouldn't have done it, but it was not racist. What bothers me about the Samantha B relative to the Roseanne Barr thing is that with Roseanne Barr, it was just one woman in the middle of the night. She says she was under the influence of a, a sleeping medication. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Uh, but it was one person doing something really stupid. Um, in the case of Samantha B's show, however, it was apparently scripted. Uh, it was pre-taped. Um, you know, people saw it. And it, it bothers me that no one, and, and maybe even, you know, I, I haven't talked to my son about this, but I'd like to hear if anybody said, you know, guys, maybe we should leave that part out. Or after it after it was pre-taped in front of a live studio audience, maybe they should said, you know, maybe we should just cut that, edit it out in the final thing. And people, you know, they, they uploaded it to Atlanta, people in Atlanta, where, where TBS is headquartered, apparently saw it, and they still aired it. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, that, that, that's the part. The process bothers me about that. Not, it, it, like I say, it's not as bad as what Roseanne said. No, not nearly as bad. But it's just that so many more people were involved, and no one, no one stood up and said anything. Sue, what? The, well, you know, I know you're a, a, a bit of a prude. <laughs> I um, I find I found it extremely offensive, and I found that the, 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 both of them are the, the, both the, of them, but. As you said, the way that Samantha Bees was presented, it was on, let's say, national TV. Mm-hmm. There was no censoring of it. People were talking about it. There was maybe a tiny little hand slap, and we know how well that goes yeah. to, to curb anything. But um, Thursday evening, I had a, I was at my daughter's house having dinner, and my daughter and I were discussing the whole Samantha Bee issue. And my, <clears throat> pardon me, my, um, 12-year-old or 11-year-old granddaughter was sitting at the dinner table with us and listening to us talk, and she wanted to know what Samantha B. said. And I looked at my daughter, and I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, it's a, do- it's a word my daughter and I have never used. It's a word that really, when you think about it, hasn't been used. Mm-hmm. Many people go through their whole life and haven't heard it. And suddenly there it is on, let's say, national TV, and and it's totally acceptable. And this little girl says, what did she say? You know, how do you justify that? How does anybody let that go? Yeah. And especially in a world where you've got this Me Too going on, where we're mm-hmm. defending women and we're standing up for women's rights against women being harassed. And there's more harassment out there than just sexual harassment. And you have a woman who has come out on the Me Too program, the hashtag Me Too, and turns around and does this to another professional woman. Yeah. I don't understand it. It, 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 it. And again, it went far over the line. Bob? Yeah. I, I found out, I found that the, uh, uh, it was what she said was uh, like a poison pill for uh, civil dis- discord, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you know, you, you just don't say those things to uh, a, a, a woman, okay, anybody. Yeah. And, it, it, I, I, and, and just like you said, it was taped. They reviewed it. Uh, you know, we actually have laws that... Uh, protect the public from this sort of thing. You know, the Congress passed a law. Well, well the fact that it's a cable network, I think, makes a difference. Um, yeah, well, it, it, so it was very, very bad. 
And just on, on the note, you know, when I heard it, I was just shaking my head. And I did, I went back and I remember George Carlin. He said in, in the seven words that you're not supposed to say on television, the C word was one of the words. Yeah, yeah. Well, she should have listened to George Carlin. She should. <laughs> Simple as that. What, what, what about the Roseanne Barr uh, comparison? Oh, uh, she, uh, she went, she crossed the line big yeah. time on that. Terrible, uh, uh, you know, I, I was offended by her way back when she sang the Star Spangled Banner yes. and did that, uh, whatever her act was. Uh, that was very let, let, bad. Let's, let's bring in super producer Joe Beamer, uh, 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 future host of the Joe Beamer Show well, right here on WBEN. I have to say, I like, I like it anytime someone can get George Carlin. George Carlin in, in this. It's great. Uh, but as I said on, uh, I think it was Tuesday we did this topic, what Roseanne said was awful and she should have been taken off the air. You know, it was her freedom to say those to, to, to tweet out that disgusting thing, but it's ABC's right to fire her. Yeah. Now, Samantha B, what she said, I think also is a fireable offense, but we are talking two different networks. We're talking Disney and Viacom. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is you look at who Disney has, who Disney employs, and the things they've said, not only about the president, but the president's family, who should be left out of everything, they still have a job. Again, I'm not saying Roseanne shouldn't mm-hmm. have been fired. She should have been fired. That was the right move. But it's funny who they fire and who they yeah. don't fire within that company. All right. Listen, um, I eventually want this. Uh, we, you know, we'll be sticking with this topic until the bottom of the hour when Dave McKinley joins us. And maybe we'll get his thoughts on it also. Uh, but uh, when we come back from a break, we'll invite your phone calls. Where I want to go eventually, I think is uh I, I think where I want to go eventually with this is the whole uh, a discussion of the coarsening of the culture. I mean, it began, I mean, you know, I mean, we, a few years ago we might have been having this conversation about the F-bomb, but that's, you know, that's used as every part of a speech now on, on cable networks, uh, and no one seems to care. Uh, and the, the way people talk to one another, it's just, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's given me pause. Anyway, like I say, uh, uh, my friends Bob and Susan Greger here, Producer Joe Beamer is here, and uh, when we come back from a break, we'll invite your comments. Uh, 803-0930, the number to call. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back to Hardline. Uh, Joe uh, Beamer, uh, producer extraordinaire, having some fun there. Uh, I'm Kevin Hardwick, sitting here with my good friends Bob and Susan Gregg. Uh, top of the hour, we'll have Assemblyman Ray Walter live in studio uh, in a few minutes from now. We'll have Dave McKinley from Channel 2. Right now, however, Bob and Susan and I are talking about Samantha B. We're talking about Roseanne. We've got a full uh, bank of callers here. We'll get to some of the calls uh, shortly. Uh, before we do, Bob, uh, you are an award-winning artist. I know you won something at, uh, at uh, yeah. for watercolor yeah. at the uh, Allentown a few years yes. ago. You've got a big event coming up in July. Yes, the second week in July is from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We also have the Philharmonic at night. It's called Art on the Riverwalk. It's on in Niawanda Park in the city of Tonawanda. City of Tonawanda, God's country. God's country. Best kept secret in uh, in, in Erie County. Right. Okay. Uh, well, listen, uh, let's, uh, I, I asked for callers. We've got a lot of them lined up. We'll get to as many of them as we can to, by the bottom of the hour. Let's go first to Dan, Dan in Newstead. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. I think that Roseanne's comments are made from a single individual, mm-hmm. possibly under the influence of something. You're alone, you're at your house, it's late at night, you're either really bored or having some strange introverted thoughts or you're under the influence. That's one person's thoughts, a bad choice, simply comparing the physical appearance of one person. Mm-hmm. I think... 
Well, it was more than that. Again, I have a problem, a bigger problem with the process at Samantha B because someone should have stopped that. Someone should have said, hey, uh, guys, uh, this probably isn't a good idea. And Roseanne, it was just Roseanne herself. But what Roseanne said, isn't that really, really bad, much worse than just using a derogatory term for another person? I mean, we, we do it all the time. I, I don't do it, but I know some people who randomly refer to other people as a-holes or something else. See, that, that's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb a little bit and speak about the pink elephant in the room. I, what, what Samantha B said was about five times as worse. You're Re- really? Criticizing someone's genetic makeup, their personality, their content, their morality. You're tearing from the inside out a human being and their qualities. Roseanne tore apart simply somebody's appearance. I, I actually think, and well, well, Roseanne didn't go after someone's appearance. I mean, she compared an African American woman to an ape. That is a physical appearance. She thinks that she eats like an ape or <sighs> she says she looks like one. I know it's a terrible conversation to have. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. A- anyway, um, you, you feel that, uh, do you feel that, uh, Roseanne should have been given a pass by the network? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think, I think it should be, you know, the, the, uh, those thoughts don't represent our station and she, mm-hmm been warned that if it continues blah 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 but that was one person samantha b the network condoned it sanctioned it reviewed it and still thought it was okay Mm -hmm. what she did was twice as bad hands down than what uh roseanne did okay and you and you know we'll we'll have to agree to disagree there because i think what again what roseanne said was much worse uh, but what Samantha B did should have been stopped because there were more people involved. So I think, I think we agree on some things, disagree on another. Great, great call. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, uh, Bob, Susan, any reaction to, uh, to Dan's call? Great call. I was reading about, um, Samantha B's interview or her, whatever it was. And she also went on to say that, um, Ivanka Trump should dress sexy and dance in front of her father to try to get him to change his position. You don't say that about people. You don't say that about he, like him or not, he's the president of the mm-hmm. United States, and she is a professional woman. She's accomplished in her own way. Hasn't, hasn't this, again, and where I, I, I kind of hinted before the break where I wanted to go with this, isn't this all just a further slide down that hill? Absolutely. I mean, we, we have How come so far. Go? Again, again, the F-bomb used to be, oh, my mm-hmm. God, uh, you know, how can they say that on TV? And now it's, it's, it's everywhere. And we've got this sort of thing going. It's, it's, it's not just that. It's, you know, it's the way comedians, late night comedians, uh, and, and regular people address one another. Right. Um, right. I it's, agree. it's, it's so hate filled. I mean, you and I joke about one another and you'll pick on me and you'll mock me. But it'll no. all be in good, you know, good spirits, and, and it's normally taken in the, the spirit it's intended. But now there is just so much hate out there yeah, uh, yes. on both sides. If there isn't any any civil, uh, we, we have to have civil conversations. Mm-hmm. And you can't have civil conversations tossing uh, these words around. And especially, like Susan said, this is the President of the United States' uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay? She had nothing to do with any of the uh, any of those policies and to take a shot like that you know it, it's very it's mean it's hateful it's sick you know and that, that that sort of thing will not help us 
get in that conversation to take care of the problems that we have. There, there is no way we are going to get to all of our callers on this. Everybody's lined up. But let me take at least one more call. Let's go to uh, John in Rochester. John, welcome back to the program. Hey, hey, Kevin. Yeah, what Roseanne said was that was way out of line, way out of line. I got to tell you, though, there's a, there was a talk show host in Rochester. We had our first black mayor. Bill Johnson, great guy, mm-hmm. uh, did a similar thing. He was suspended for a year. He came back and he went through, you know, retraining, sensitivity training, and I think he's re- reformed himself. But my point was this: I think what got lost in that, that tweet was she, re- which that part, the racist part, was out of line. But the Muslim Brotherhood part, she was right on. Valerie Jarrett was a supporter of the Muslim Brotherhood, along with John Brennan, who headed up the CIA. Mm-hmm. This was an important thing that she said, and that went over everybody's head. And uh, that's the thing that the media, and I knock the media all the time, because that's the type of thing they don't report. And uh, I'll tell you, Barack Obama never would have got elected. Uh, well, when, when she came out with the Planet of the Apes part of it, that's that's got to be the lead, doesn't it? Well, well that's, that's, that, was a, that was obnoxious as far as... Yeah. Uh, the racist part, yeah, yeah. There's no excuse for that. Although she claims uh, she didn't know Valerie Jarrett was black, she thought she was white. But mm-hmm. th- that's another story. Well, that that is, uh, John. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's uh, let's try to squeeze in uh, one more caller. Let's go to Tony and Clarence. Tony, welcome to the program. Yeah, uh, Barr said the same thing about Susan Rice. Mm-hmm. She had a prior racist history, so the network. Gave her an, that gave her a chance. She blew it. I don't care if she was under alcohol or drugs. But what you're forgetting is that the President of the United States and his Access Hollywood tapes said about the same thing about women that this other lady that I don't even know. Yeah. At the beach. Well, well, and that's, you know, there's a lot of whataboutism uh, that we're hearing this week. I mean, I can remember seeing uh, T-shirts printed up all over the place and tr- chants about Hillary, you know, Trump that, and then the B-word. Um, and I, I guess even the C-word was out there. And some of the, from my understanding, I didn't see it or hear it, but I'm I'm told that that was out there too. So, you know, it just, I, I, again, none of it is right. I don't think any of it is defensible, whether it was Roseanne, Samantha B. Uh, it's got to stop someplace. It's the way, and, and it, it, it goes over to the way our kids address one another, the way we talk to one another. Uh, it's bad. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say something nice before I toss it to Alan Harris. I'm going to say something nice about my friends, uh, Bob and Susan Gregg. Thank you guys for being here. You are the best. Alan Harris is Thanks, standing by in the newsroom. Uh, Dave McKinley is, uh, trying to break down the door to the studio. He'll be here in a few minutes from Channel 2. Ray Walter at the top of the hour. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930. And welcome back to Hardline. A big thanks to my friends, uh, Bob and Susan Gregg, for that uh, first uh, half hour, wonderful half hour. And thank you to all the callers. Sorry we did not get to you all. Uh, also, thanks to Joe Beamer. Joe, uh, how many days in a row are we up to without the Mets batting out of order? Ooh, I think we are at a... He has no idea. 18? I, I, I lost I, count. I yes. Hey, but the, the Mets did break a franchise record, 24 strikeouts in a game. They still lost. They still but lost. But they broke a franchise Jacob record. Jacob DeGrom doing great. They, should they get rid of Jacob DeGrom? Every time he pitches, they lose. <laughs> I think he's the only, the only one selling seats right now. 
Oh, man. Anyway, uh, want to welcome into the studio now Channel 2's Dave McKinley, um, and his son, uh, his son Rhett. Uh, I'll tell you, I've been having a, a better conversation with, uh, Dave's, uh, 11 year old son Rhett than I ever had with Dave. Uh, I mean, he's smart. Uncle Hardwick, it is our <laughs> pleasure to be here. <laughs> You know, this is uh, return to your roots, isn't it? You uh, you you work for this station, not in this location, but no, uh, well, one time, and then yeah. you went to Rochester and did uh-huh. some stuff there. I mean, you've had a very, what, what I say, a storied career. Or I've, a, I've, a, kept, I've kept myself employed. Well, that's that's the number one job. <laughs> that's pretty storied. That's that's storied. Uh, tell me, tell me, uh, you you noticed some changes when you came in the studio. What was this place like when it was it was on Elmwood, right? Alan Harris had hair. Alan Harris. Uh, no, that's I, all we need to know. Uh, yeah, it was on Elmwood Avenue. It was in the same building as uh, those other guys on TV, and um, but, you know, the, but there were things like uh, reel-to-reel tape machines and things like Ed Little and yeah. <laughs> things like uh, uh, Lou Douglas, uh, and uh, it was um, yeah, quite a different sort of. You didn't have this um, uh, text board here where you could hear what people were saying all uh, these vile texts that are yeah, coming in yes. yeah all oh, right and i noticed how vile they got since i sat in this chair. yeah yeah that's right they're reacting there. to you uh, yeah. uh, not direct to, to but, you but i just um yeah it's like a it, it's what? just a much different uh, feel to it what here. what have been the changes in the uh, the industry over the years and and what's the difference between radio and tv which do you like better i mean radio you have a chance to do more don't you i mean tv uh uh, on a on a on a particular newscast every night you get what one uh, one package to put together yeah you know what um i always call myself a broadcaster first and and sometimes i'll tell people that i'm really just a radio guy on the television you do tell stories you're a great t- storyteller well thank you hardwick uh, <laughs> yeah, and some yes, people McKinley. comment on how you use your voice I guess they don't teach them how to use their voice in TV school. In TV school, yeah. I didn't go to TV school. In radio, so you have that. to use your voice. That's all you have. That's all you have. Yeah, that's all you have. And uh, and, and they teach you about alliteration, like uh, like purloining petunias or whatever it was. The uh, pansies was it pansies or petunias? Uh, uh, well, actually, I used in the story you're referring to. Uh, I it was a it was a big news night because that was one of the lead <laughs> stories about. Stealing flowers someplace, yes? The story, for those who didn't see it, and if you didn't, shame on you. It was Memorial Day. The story was um, over on the west side in the neighborhood. They've had a little bit of a problem with someone stealing. Uh, you know those um, things that people will buy, the potted plants or the hanging baskets? Mm-hmm. People were stealing them. Uh, and one guy went on the neighborhood watch app, uh, whatever it is, and he said, hey, just to let you know, somebody walked off with some of my stuff. And then it started this little Me Too movement, like, yeah, that happened to Me Too. That happened to Me Too. <laughs> and apparently, I don't go out and buy hanging baskets. I do a lot of gardening, but not of the hanging basket variety. But I guess it's not uncommon to um, drop quite a bit of money at your garden center. You can you can get carried away with these elaborate hanging baskets. They They can be quite expensive, depending on what... And how many you buy, and then when somebody takes them, uh, it's it's of concern. So you know, we went no, out normally, there to make the story a little I more be interesting. In that story, yes. but you did a nice job with it. There was a lot of alliteration. There was, you know, you you, you, I you, do you like sucked to me write. in. I do like to have a little fun with it. 
And yeah, we used a lot of alliteration for this, um, you know, felony of the, <laughs> of the flora. So, um, yeah, and, and I did have petunias in there and I did have, um, the other one pansies. So then I had to go with, with do I want purloined or do I want, uh, pilfered. Yeah. I used them both. Could, I can't remember in what yeah. order. But the way Scott May is a photographer over there and we were, I started talking out loud as mm-hmm. he was taking pictures of hanging baskets around a neighborhood and he started laughing. I said, come on, help me out here. So we started you, thinking of words that meant stolen and then you mentioned, you mentioned Scott May. I mean, we have some marvelous photojournalists in this, in this town. And whenever I'm interviewed by yourself or someone else, I go out of my way to be nice to them, to recognize them for what they do. Because they're they're the ones that can make you really look bad if they don't want to, yeah, cast you in a bad light. That's why I go out of my way to be nice to them. And it's against my nature to be nice <laughs> to them. Listen, uh, let me ask you a bit about this Uncle Hardwick thing. Every time you call me, it's Uncle Hardwick. Do you do that with everybody, or is that a signature? or what? What is it with that? Or do I just look like someone's uncle? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Is that with anybody else? Not really. Not not too many people. Once in a wow. While. I don't know. I let's see. I have referred to Erica Brecker over at work as Aunt Brecker. Aunt Brecker. Well, you know, she looks like when she puts on the glasses, she looks like someone's aunt, perhaps a nice aunt, a favorite aunt, or someone's stern school teacher. Or well, that's that's true. I, I listen. I I don't know where that came from. I I don't know why. I call yeah, you uncle. You know, the, despite all this, most people really like you. I talk to people; they like you. But but what's the deal with Andrew Cuomo? What is the deal with Andrew Cuomo? He's the governor of our state, and a uh, does, does he's does, a son of a governor. Does he? Does he, does he <laughs> Does he not like you? I, mean, I don't you, think you, he you are, Every time he comes into town, get, you're get, there with a microphone. He's at a press conference cutting a ribbon, and you're asking about something entirely different, and I get the feeling he doesn't like that. I don't think he likes me, but I also don't think he even knows my name, and I don't think he cares. I, I think he'd, he'd be upset if somebody in the New York Times or some big shot journalist wrote something about him, but I don't think he pays much attention to me. You, you know, your station makes a big deal. Channel 2 makes a big deal about uh, holding those in power accountable. I don't think he likes that. And, and I, I was going to ask about that. I mean, every time you go there, I mean, that's your mission, right? You're trying to ask him not about this fancy ribbon-cutting ceremony, about something people may whether it's the Buffalo Billion or, or whatever, and yeah. you kind of get under his skin a little bit. Well, it's not an easy thing to be able to query the governor because generally if he takes questions at all when he goes someplace, it is in uh, what is – I guess the preferred term is a gaggle. We mm-hmm. have a word for it that I won't say on the air here that that it might be connotated yeah. wrong. Uh, it's when they, they allow – uh, after the event, the, the governor or whoever the traveling politician or dignitary is might take a few minutes off to the side to speak with the local press. Uh, but it's in Cuomo's case, they generally crowd you in. Uh, they generally make sure that that his, his he is between you and the door. So that if it gets too hot, yeah, he can, he he can, can go. And his back is to the door. So instead of just keeping him in a place where we could all have access and, and all be very comfortable, they crowd you in a little area. They make sure that he is between you and the door so he can get out of there. He generally takes six questions 
and goes, and then goes and spends an hour with the Buffalo News. You always seem to get board. one of those questions, though. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not a, you get a question in, but you know, you learn a long time ago, or at least I did, that the best questions are the follow-up questions. So he doesn't a lot of people questions. Now, now contrast that with Assemblyman Ray Walter, who's, who's even come in early today. He's standing by in the control room. He, We're going to get to him looks, in about, about 20 minutes. He looks suspiciously tan. What do you think he's been up I, to? I don't know. He's supposed to have been working hard in Albany. Oh, we'll we we'll have to ask him about right. that uh, at, uh, after the top of the hour news. Listen, we've got one segment left. We have to take a break. We've got one segment left with Dave McKinley at Channel 2. If, uh, perchance, you had a question, uh, and if you can uh, 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 format it in the or, or ask it in the form of a haiku, I think you would appreciate it, uh, or at least have some alliteration in there. But if you want to uh, ask a question of Dave in the next segment, 8030930 is the number to call. I've got a few more questions for him myself. Again, the top of the hour, we'll be joined by Assemblyman Ray Walter, and we'll be talking about the nonsense that's going on in Albany and everything else that's going on in Albany. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline. On News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Uh, top of the hour, after the top of the hour news, we'll be joined live in studio by New York State Assemblyman Raymond Walter. Uh, still with me, though, uh, Dave McKinley. He'll carry over and help me ask questions of Ray. Uh, but we're also joined live in studio now by David's uh, 11-year-old son, Rhett, who I am totally impressed with. And had I known he was available, I wouldn't have asked for his father today. Rhett, you're reading a book. What's the book? It's about uh. the rainforest? Yeah, it's called like the Jungle Book. No, it's called like the Lost Ruins of the Jungle. All right, that's a, that's just a question, by the way, to to loosen you up to to, to <laughs> make contact with you. Now let me ask you the tough question. What's what's uh, Dave McKinley really like? Uh, well, he's sort of at my house. He's sort of nice, <laughs> and he's like less serious than he is at work all the time. And, and I get the sense he's not as serious at work as a lot of other reporters. He, in fact, I have some inside information from someone who used to work with him in Rochester that he was a bit of a uh, prankster. Something about a, 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 a pig's ear from a, in, ending up in a purse or something? Uh, you know, what was that? Is it a... Is it a- Sow's ear and a silk sow's purse. Ear. I think it's I was a trying sow's to be. ear came out of a silk purse. Or I something. think I was trying to be alliterative. Alliterative. Well, uh, I, I could get that. I think that was Patty Candela. We put the pig's ear in her purse. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, Alan Harris was telling me about that earlier. You know, um, I gotta say, uh, just observing you and your son, uh, you know, in, in the half hour or so you've been here, uh, it's a great relationship. You, you, you must be a great father. Is he a great father, Rhett? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they just, and, and I gotta tell you, you, you have to be awfully proud of this guy. 11 years old, and, and he comes in here, rather than the, 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 the video games, he's reading a book. It looks like a book from a, from a library, in fact. And, it uh, is. and he's, he's just wild, smart. I mean, yeah. I take it, I take it his mother is smart, that's where he gets it from? Oh, well, his, his mother's very good looking, that's where he gets that from. Oh. But, uh, and, and think about this, he seems, despite him having a book in his hand, uh, and not an electronic game, he's not 40 pounds overweight, and he seems reasonably well-adjusted. He, he really is. Seems like a great kid. Hey, during the break, uh, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, we were talking about the uh, the first half hour of the show when we were talking about Roseanne Barr uh-huh. and Samantha Bee, and, yeah. and you had some thoughts on that in social media. Yeah, I think you were talking about the coarseness with which we treat yes. each other, and I think some of it has to do with social media in that it has created a forum for us to be rude to each other without having to sit next to each other and 
gauge each other's reaction by it. It makes it a lot easier to be a jerk to someone else. In other words, the illustration we used off the air very quickly, mm-hmm. quickly was if I was standing in line at a bank and you were standing next to me and they said next and it was your turn, I wouldn't cut you off. I just yeah. Who would, yeah. do, who would do that? That's right. Yet I would cut you off in traffic. Because I know that I don't know you. I'm insulated by my car. In a quarter mile, I'm going to go this way on the 198. I have 30 miles an hour. Thanks, Governor <laughs> And uh, And you're going to yes. peel off this way on the 190, and we're never going to see each it, other again. So it makes it very easy for me to be a And jerk that's why right it's there. so nice that Rhett is in here, not tweeting away, but he's uh, he's reading a book about the rainforest. That's, that's he'll have plenty of time to do that. He'll, he'll have... <laughs> Does, does he have a cell phone? Did you buy him a, a cell phone yet? No, he doesn't have a cell phone. Did he Did he beg for one? He would like a cell phone. But you're saying, no, that's he, good. He's good not for getting you. a cell phone. Good for you. Red, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll get you one eventually uh, by the time you're better. 21. Yeah. He better. <laughs> he better. Yeah, okay, well. all right. Listen, uh, uh, we're, we've only got about four or five minutes left. I want to yeah. uh, ask you a question about the, uh, the, the, the news industry in general and, mm. and the print Print news, the Buffalo News. Yeah, uh, it's you know they they're going through a tough time. They've cut back to three sections, and that in and of itself doesn't bother me. They've they've offered buyouts to a lot of their employees recently. They're they're obviously downsizing, going through some tough times. Mm-hmm. Ad revenue is down. The internet has replaced a lot of that. That's understandable. Classifieds in particular. Classifieds in particular. Um, kind of kind of sad, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, uh, you're in you're in the same business, but a different medium. But it's still, man, the, the print media, uh, the print print, print print drives a lot of it. The Buffalo News oftentimes gives you guys, not, I'm sorry, the other stations be, be very leads careful, to their stories. Be very careful. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, an, article you know what? The, and, there's they, an article in the Buffalo News and one of the other TV news stations yeah, that jump on right. it, right? And they occasionally watch television yes. over there, I'm sure. Yes, occasionally I'm sure follow our Twitter accounts or something. But no, it is, it is sad. But it? it is, it is. And they do a wonderful job over there. They, they really, uh, and they've they, always yeah. done a good job, but it is tough. Look at what's left of the Democrat and Chronicle in Rochester, if you haven't lately. I mean, that one really. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Buffalo News held in there for a long time, and and I'm not I'm not listen. They still do a wonderful job over there, but they're like any other industry. Uh, this industry of which we are communicating as well, yeah. the radio industry. Yeah. Do you know how many radio news departments there used to be in this town? The, every every station used to have one. Yeah. The FM stations, the AM, everybody had one. Yeah. Now everything's consolidated. Or, you know, uh, one ownership group owns yeah. hundreds of stations, and mm-hmm. they use a computer to uh, run all seven or eight that they own in one town. It, the the um, television, the newspaper, certainly not alone, not the radio. This is just a, this is a reflection of uh, industry in America, all industries, looking to do more. Or as much with less. Couple minutes before we uh, throw it to your friend Alan Harris over there in the news booth. Uh, let's uh, bring in a caller. We got Frank on a cell phone. Frank, welcome to the program. Thank you. I've called before on this topic, but I know you had uh, uh, a legislator coming in there next. Uh, my question is this: Why do we have all this government? I, I know I know the history of the country and the state mm-hmm. its rights and federalism and all this, but I'm looking at uh, the county government, um, um, state government, the New York State Police. Uh, uh, legislatures, all that national, so, so, uh, something needs to be consolidated. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the regional thirteen colonies and the states and all that. And there was, 
but we're more of a, of a homogenous society now, aren't we? I mean, yeah. Do we really need to have all these separate different? Are we different than, than Missouri? Fra- Frank, Frank, we're uh, we're up against a break in a uh, a minute. Let me uh, let me drop you. You can listen to the answer on, online. Thank you for your call. Uh, Frank asked a good question. It's a question a lot of your listeners, or a lot of your viewers. I'm sorry, your viewers. <laughs> That's right. When I was uh, on the probably. radio, they used to talk about my viewers. Your viewers. Uh, I think for every person that says, hey, listen, we need to regionalize mm-hmm. We have to have a metro police department. Or you'll find another that says no Well, well the county executive is out there now trying to consolidate school districts. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good. Well, <laughs> indeed. We hope to hope to talk to him about that in the not-too-distant future. Let me – Let me. Uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll bring in Ray Walter on that when uh, when we get him in here. One quick question. Uh, off the air, we were talking about uh, 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 the fact that you don't – you've never had cable TV. No. And, that, uh, and I said that's why when uh, your station did the story about cutting the cord, you couldn't do it. They had to pass that off to Michael Wooten. Right, but then they, they passed the, sta- the story off to me because we were doing the story on, okay, if you cut the cord, can you use an antenna? And that's all I've ever used in my life. I've never had dish, never had cable. I've never paid for television. Television is paid for having me, though. But final question goes to your son, Rhett. Pays Rhett, dearly. wouldn't you love to have cable TV at your home? Yes, there. anything, Netflix, cable, yeah. anything. There you go. Oh, you poor There you go, out of, the, out of the mouths of babes. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Red. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.